0: Welcome back, pool fans from across the country and around the world. You are listening to American Billiard Radio. Today is May 8th, 2014. And, of course, we have another great show lined up for you. My name is Mr. Bond, and I will be your host. In a minute, we're going to be hearing from uh, the Moscone Cup team candidate, Justin Hall. And a little bit later, we'll be listening to uh, an interview with The always vivacious, the irreplaceable Jeanette Lee, the Black Widow. So stick around for that. But first, I would like to uh, point out, I was reading through some information the other day, and I came across an article from uh, 1924. Now those of you that know me know that I'm a little bit of a history buff. And the funny thing is... 90 years ago, there was an article that said that this year's season, as of May 1924, was the best season in billiard history. Now, that's a pretty bold statement. And they went on in the article to talk about, um, I could read it to you, I guess, but that would be kind of boring. They went on to talk about um, all the different tournaments that were in place and the Three Cushion League, the Bulk Line League. The pocket billiard league. Thing is, this is what's funny about this, you know. I was just having a conversation recently with somebody that was saying, you know, that sports figures get better over time. As people, you know, athletically increase, uh, we knew, we know more about fitness than we did back then. Uh, we are generally smarter over time as humans because, you know, information gets passed down. Uh, we have the benefit of technology and science behind us now. And it's ironic to me to think that as, a, as humans, that we're smarter and better than we were, are supposed to have been back in the past. But yet, for some darn reason, we're not having the same best billiard season in history this year. Oh it's good, don't get me wrong, there's events almost every single day, no matter where you go in the country, there's something going on, literally, every single day. But are we better than we were 90 years ago? Is the billiard industry, is the billiard professional better off, or even better than they were 90 years ago? It's a paradigm shift, wait a minute, we're supposed to be better, mmm, I don't know, There's a question for you guys to ponder. For you guys to think about, you know. Stick around. And we'll be right back after this week's One Minute Pool Instructor.
1: Welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor, and uh, our tip this week is about what's new out there in the instructional or entertainment reading field for pool. And, of course, uh, the the, uh, big talk is uh, about Mark Wilson's new book.
2: What a book. Uh, Have Uh, you got it? I
1: I do have it. Uh, I've had a chance to uh, uh, go over it uh, briefly, but there's a heck of a lot of information, a lot of detail there, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting into it more this summer.
2: Yeah, and I've, I've also read through it somewhat, and uh, anybody picking that book up will be satisfied uh, with, with Mark's conclusions of, of what he's trying to get to. Uh, I, I'm satisfied entirely with the book. Mark, uh, of course, is a friend of yours and I's for, uh, what, many years? Oh, decades. And, and it's about time he's come out with this book. I consider Mark you know, in the top elite instructor group.
1: I do as well and, and I think this is uh, Mark's legacy to the sport and there's absolutely no way that anybody can buy and read, play Great Pool
2: and not learn from it. And not learn from it, right. And, and the other thing I like is, as you and I teach, and, and we know Jerry Bryson, we know Mark Wilson and and, and the other people involved in, in uh, our sport, each of us have a little different take on the same thing. I I mean, how how the stroke should be, what a stance is for, the good bridges and the poor bridges, and Mark really details it out in in his way uh, of how he sees things going along. That's right, and you know, the
1: the bottom line is that all of us, like-minded instructors, Mark included, uh, all talk about letting the cue do the work.
2: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: And that's the goal.
2: Well, that's Keeper. I got the book. Um, Me also, I have to to go sit down someday and read it in a nice sun or something. But uh, yeah, I'm recommending uh, anybody. Uh, There's a book to buy. What's it called again?
1: Play Great Pool.
2: By Mark Wilson.
1: By Mark Wilson. And that's our One Minute Pool Instructor Tip for today. Join us next week when we'll bring you some new information. (laughs)
3: Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report with myself, Mark Cantrell, brought to you by Neil's Garage Cabinets of Mesa, Arizona. This week we are going to be talking again as part of the series with the potential members of Team USA for the Moscone Cup 2014. I'm joined by two people this week. One, the producer of American Billiard Radio, Mr. Dave Bond and he's going to throw his two cents in here and there, and also by potential candidate, Justin Hall. How are you doing, Justin?
4: I'm doing great. Mark, how are you doing? I'm
3: doing fantastic, and I'm I'm, I'm sure that you're uh, excited with some of the things that are coming up, and I'm sure you're very honored to be part of... The potential team. I say this is almost becoming redundant, Justin, because I'm, what I'm trying to do is speak to each of the players and basically pose the same kind of questions throughout, so that we get a little input from each each uh, potential candidate. And okay. I'm sure it's an honour, you know, out of all the players that are out there in the world today, great players in the USA, who potentially could be on Team USA. Just in the even if you don't make the final five, the final eight has got to be an honor, right?
4: Oh, I'm extremely honored by it, you know. And when, when Mark called me and and told me that I was going to be one of the one of the eight members of the team, I mean, I was I was pretty stoked about it to say the least.
3: Right? Have you um, have you watched the Australian Cup over the years? I'm sure you've seen what kind of atmosphere. Oh, yeah. of-
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I've watched I've watched quite a few, uh, quite a few Mosconi Cups, you know, here and there, you know. Just, Please. I mean, obviously, I like to watch them, all of them great players play, especially when I was younger, you know.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, you, and, and that's and that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, I, I I'd imagine that just to try and put myself in your shoes for a minute, watching people like Johnny Archer, Earl Strickland, and uh, you know, Corey Duell, and these guys playing throughout the years. And and then and, and you're watching it now. All of a sudden, you could be you could be one of those guys.
4: Yeah, all, you know, all of a sudden I, to I get, pretty, get to wear the colors. <laughs>
3: yeah, you got to pinch yourself a little bit, maybe you know, to, to say it's good to fuck
4: it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's I mean it's a great opportunity. I mean, I mean there's nothing there's nothing better in uh, in pool better in the Moscone Cup. I don't think.
3: But, yeah, he's, he's he's tough to match. Um, did, now, did you know Mark? Did you knew Mark Wilson before all of this? Right.
4: Um. Well, see, I'm I'm originally from Illinois, uh, where he's from, and actually not too far from where he lived at. But, you know, when I was younger, I I mean, I guess I run into him a few times, but, you know, not not too much. I mean, I knew him and knew of him and knew, you know how good of a teacher and, and uh, you know, promoter he was for the game. So,
3: you know, other than that. Okay. I didn't I did know what kind of relationship you had, if you kind of took lessons from him as a youngster or anything like that.
4: No, I used to go into his pool room that he had uh, just a couple times, you know, playing little tournaments, this and that. But, no, not not too much of a relationship.
3: I mean, you know, we talked, always on good right. terms, you know. And do you, know, you know the whole team? The, well, the eight potentials, you know those guys pretty well, I'm guessing.
4: Um, yeah, I know, I know most of them fairly well. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've been around them all, played them all. Um, you know, there's a couple of them that I haven't been around too much. You know, Jeremy Sose, you know, he's from Connecticut. So, I, you know, I only, I only go to New York maybe once a year. You know, other than that, I see them at Louisville or just random tournaments. So,
3: right. You know, but a uh, good group of guys, really. Yeah, you know, what, let me ask you this. What's your, what's your thoughts? I don't know if you read AZ Billiards forums or anything like that. Um, but, you know, when you come up with a new format or a new way of doing things, you're always going to have your naysayers and you're going to have your supporters and things like that. I so of oh, people absolutely. who say this team's too inexperienced to do the job well, that needs to be done out now. What would you say to the people who want to be negative I guess? Uh, it's, it's kinda of understandable to a certain extent, but what's what would you say to those people?
4: Well, you know, I mean I'm s i mean I try to I try to stay away from, you know, the the A Z and all the threads concerning concern and all that but i mean obviously i get hooked on it too i like to read what everybody's got to say but um you know it's just you know we got a younger younger group of guys i think it's just time to you know if we want to if we want to to improve the sport and have a younger fan base and and try to pave the way to american pool becoming great i think i think you sort of you you got to start it off with a young group of guys. And, you know, maybe we aren't the most experienced. I mean, obviously, Shane's on on the team. I mean, yeah, you can't have a better teammate than that. But, uh, you know, for the rest of us, you know, we're pretty young, and I guess you could say we are uh, a little unexperienced when it comes to the Moscone Cup. But I think that you're going to have five young guys that are all hungry to win and hungry to make names for themselves.
0: Sure thing. Absolutely.
4: I think I think that's uh, you know a big stepping stone to for the right direction,
3: you know. Absolutely, can't agree with you more. I think that's the advantage that you guys maybe have. What do you what do you what's your thoughts on that, Dave?
0: Well, you know, I I wonder um, how the players that are involved so far. How do you feel um, about the concept of having this uh, the coach uh, that that. Makes these decisions on the final team, as opposed to uh, qualifying in some fashion based on uh, previous uh, games or points. Does that make a difference to you? You think it's better or worse?
4: Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, obviously, if it, if it was if it was based on points and qual and qualification uh, as it has been the past however many years you know, obviously, I mean, obviously, you probably wouldn't have these these eight guys, you know? Sure. You might have one or two of them, but, but you're probably not going to have all eight. I mean, it's a pretty random eight guys, but, but, um, I mean, I sort of like how they're, how they're doing it. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not going to, you know, I can't sit here and, and knock all the, all the guys who played before us, Johnny and Earl and all them. I mean, them guys are great players, still great players. You know, some of the best yeah. American players there are, but, but at the same time, you know, uh, like I said before, I think, I think you just need a, a young group of guys who are who are hungry. You know, them guys that doing it so long, it's sort of sort of just another thing on their agenda. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah.
4: I'm sure, I'm sure when I'm sure when they were in their 20s and 30s, they had that hunger and and wanting to win.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: just like we all got now. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah.
4: And. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how, you know, I really don't know the criteria or how Mark's going to pick the five guys, but, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited to find out, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting either way. This, there's no doubt about that.
3: Yeah. Well, this is going to be a, a different experience. Well, it, obviously, depending on the team, it's going to be a totally different experience for you, Justin Bergman, uh, Brandon's done it. Um, it's going to be a totally different experience than you guys have ever had before.
4: Right. Um, you can say that again. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're you're absolutely right about that. Uh, at the same time, you know, it's... Um, I mean, you know, like, like, you know, I just got done... I'm a big team. I played team sports my whole life. You know, so I'm... I'm real big on uh, on on the good vibes and and you know, what a team needs to to win and 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 perform.
3: Sure. Right. But it still he is an experience. How are you gonna how do you plan personally? Having watched the Moscow the Cup, how do you personally plan to prepare yourself? Is there a way you think you can prepare yourself? Easy for the, crowd, to have- the- can, is there a way that you think you can prepare yourself for the crowd and the live TV and all those other things that go along?
4: Well, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, really, that's why I play pool. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you know, uh, well, I'm an entertainer. We're entertainers, you know. I, I like the crowd, I, you know. I like being on AccuStats, you know, uh, all the videos, the crowds behind you. I was always real big. when know, when I was younger, traveling, playing pool, going to pool rooms that people didn't know me, and and you know, just getting the whole pool room sitting there watching you play, and you just perform for them. You know, like that—that that kind of thing's exciting to me. You
3: know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and, absolutely.
3: Uh, I, I, I I can see it. I I've just heard from so many players that. You think you know what you're going into, but until you get there. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm asking you a question. I did the same thing with uh, Jeremy Jose and I'll get him There's no way that you can prepare for it. I'm asking you a question that you really have no answer to. You really can't answer it because there is no way everybody said from Johnny, Earl, Rodney, Corey down to. If you can't prepare for this. You don't know what it's like. So I mean, right. it's kind of a it's almost a trick question.
4: Well, well, the thing that is, is is that is that um, you know I mean trust me I've heard I've heard all them guys say the same thing. You know you never you never experience anything like it. You know this and that. I mean, but but at the same time, I mean, we're going to go over to Blackpool in a in a, a arena full of thousands of people that never laid eyes on us never laid eyes on us or ever watched us play. So really, right? you know, really, what do we got to lose? As long as we're a team and, and, and we go out there and perform, I mean, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, 90% of the people expect it to turn out one way. You know what I mean? <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, just, I just don't see it happen. I mean, don't think, you know, I mean, you know, a few of us, you know, we played We played that bonus ball. I mean, don't think that bonus ball don't help. You know, shot clock, cameras, mic'd up, uh, a crowd,
3: um, you know. Yeah, that's that's uh, true. Yeah, that's true. There's a certain amount of experience to begin from that as well.
4: Yeah, a little experience. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, obviously you're going to have a whole crowd of, of uh, you know, their hometown, you know, rooting against us. But But, you know, like I said, for being a pool player, we're entertainers. That's that, that's what we live for—to have crowds of people and and watch us perform and just try to try to keep them
3: quiet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, like you said, and like others have said uh, before you, the pressure is all on Team Europe because at this point, got nothing to lose. You can, yeah, you've got nothing to lose, and it's all on them. Because if they lose, it's gonna be how did you lose against a bunch of kids kind of thing. I mean, I'm not being right. disrespectful uh, to you or anybody else on the team.
6: He's oh, just well, look that, that. you know
3: the, the waves that go through the internet and you know chit chat and so on. Uh
4: yeah, absolutely. I just uh, I just think that that's that's gonna put more heat on on their team. You know, yeah. like oh yeah. You know, obviously, I mean, we all know, you know, they got they got five players and they're all, all world champions. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? You know, we got it's a, a lot of we're gonna experience. Have, we're right, with a lot of experience behind it, and, and they've all been there before. You know, we're going to have a team that that none of us are world champions. But at mm-hmm. the same time, we're all young, and like I said, we're hungry, we're ready to win. And, and uh, I think that's going to be in the back of their mind, a bunch of young guys that, Really, I mean, you know, we've played against all them guys in all tournaments, so they're going to know, really, we're up there to play, and we don't we don't really, you know, I mean, I guess I'm speaking for myself. I don't really care about their credentials. You know what I mean? They're going to have
3: to play if they want to beat me. You know what I mean? Right, right. yeah. Right. This play, is the first so. rack and the last rack are the hardest ones to win. And, yeah. you know, it's one of something like that. I, I remember uh, the scariest match I ever played against anybody it was uh, where well, I was more nervous and uh, mentally screwed myself was against a, a young kid. This is maybe four, five, uh, maybe seven or eight years ago. Actually, um, uh, Austin Murphy. That was from I know, You remember that kid? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of the kid. Yeah, I, I, I had to play him in. Uh, I think it's a World Summit of Pools. We had years ago. He's a great player. He's a great player. Yeah. Great player, but I'm playing against a 13, 14-year-old kid, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm not supposed to lose. I'm supposed to be teaching him how to play, and he's <laughs> great. He, he, I think he beat me 11-8, something like that. And that's, uh, that's in the back of your mind the whole time you're playing. In the back of my mind, the entire time I was playing, that said, I'm not supposed to lose, but what if? And and it psychologically shocked myself, and... uh yeah. You know, I, 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 I was good enough to win eight games, so I was good enough to win 11. And But that that's the way that, you know, I'm not sure. Hopefully, maybe these guys are a little more put together mentally than I am. And hopefully uh, the Team USA are a little bit more mentally put together than I am as well. Uh, what, what do you think, Dave? You, you got anything pipe in on at
0: this point well I'm just sweating bullets over here thinking about it myself because uh, I don't personally I don't play well under pressure at all I'll be the first to admit that so <laughs> you know that's uh I just keep thinking about the uh, the buildup and and you know allow me to elaborate for just a second if you will because I had thought about this I have been thinking about this quite a bit and and to me my perspective, it comes down to this. Okay. You, uh, you grow up as a pool player and and maybe you've got some friends or maybe your parents, um, you know, yes or no. It just depends on who you are. People sometimes discourage you the way that things are going in the pool world now. Why are you wasting your time? But you stick with it and you get better and you go out and you start playing tournaments and you, you win a little bit here and there. And so you think, of course, to yourself, well, okay, I'm doing better at this. I'm good at this. And despite what anybody has ever told you, you still stick with it. And then, and then you know, fast forward a couple of years, and here it is now. I'm getting asked to be a, a candidate for the Moscone team. So in my mind, this is just ramped up, you know, five times more. Then you fly over there you go to Blackpool and you've got a thousand screaming people that want to watch you die. Basically, you know, get your butt beat. (laughs) It all comes down to that moment. That's a tremendous amount of pressure, a tremendous buildup for all this time to come down to this one moment. What do you think is going to be the hardest thing to do just to simply concentrate on it? Or do you think that, uh, you know, it, it's going to come down to shop making or do you think it's going to come down to the attitude that everybody in that room on your team has,
4: you know, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be pressure and heat on both sides. And, and I think, I think the best way that's going to be able to ease all of it and calm us all down is, is, you know, just having good team chemistry and, and, uh, and a good team behind you. You know, like I said, I, I've played sports my whole life, whether it was come to soccer or basketball or baseball and and the thing of it is is that you know with, if if you're out there and you miss a ball, you don't want to look up at your team and and all everybody shrugging shrugging their shoulders and giving the sour faces and stuff like that because that's just going to make it worse. you right. know you need, right. you need, you need guys that are going to be like, "Hey, uh, shake it off." Give you a little smack on the butt and be like, you know, bring your A game, bear down, play smart, find your stroke and let it loose. you know what I mean?
0: Don't worry about it. Let me, let me, you you got, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to just, I'm going to follow this. I want you to finish, but here's the follow up question to finish with. How important is it to you that, that you think, well, let me see. How do I put this? Is it important to you? that uh the public accepts you as a member of the team. In other words, do you, what if, you know, everybody you ever talked to said no, you don't deserve to be on the team versus everybody tells you yes, you deserve a spot on the team. How important is it for you to feel comfortable being on the team at all? Well, I
4: mean, you know, obviously it's 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 always nice to have Support from everybody, you know, sure. congratulating you, you know, this and that. But you know, like Mark said earlier, you know, you're going to have your naysayers yeah. saying, "Oh, well, these guys, these guys aren't really the the top eight guys in the country."
0: Right. You know, that's what I mean.
4: But, but you know, I mean, but like, like Mark said, you know, you're going to have that no matter
0: what you do. This is true. You know, if we,
4: you know, we're gonna if we went over there and won, we're still going to have guys go, "Oh, well." Team Europe didn't play up to par. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, so really, really, we don't. I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't take none of that into into consideration. I just sort of try to brush it off, and I'm glad to be part of the team, and and uh, I'm looking forward to to playing my best and performing under the pressure and 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 winning over on their turf. You know.
0: Yeah, I hope you well,
4: do. I-
3: I've got one more difficult question for you. Okay. It might not be difficult for you. Um, I've asked the same question of everybody else so far. Other, we know that you guys can play. Everybody on that team can run a six-pack, so it's not a matter of you guys aren't worthy to be there. But what do you personally bring to the team, in your opinion, other than your playing ability, is there something else, an X factor that you have that's going to make a difference for the team in the whole? Well, I think, uh, I think concerning myself, I think it sort
4: of goes back to the last question that, that David asked. Um, you know, I, you know, other than me, perf- me being able to perform over there, I think it's, I think it's like I said, the the team thing. You know, I, I know what it takes to to have good vibes on a team and what and. And, and how much that matters. You know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, um, like Phil Jackson, the best coach of all time. Right? I mean... No, matters- I, I'll,
3: I'll disagree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get, we'll Listen, get back to how that. Many, how many rings could I win if I had Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, et cetera, <laughs> on my well, team? I well, could win them all anyhow. That,
4: right, but see, you're missing the point, though, is, is that... Obviously, them guys have been playing basketball their whole lives. They're professionals. You think they don't know what play to run on their own? Obviously, they do. They've been doing it. They've done it a million times. But the reason Phil Jackson is there is to keep their mind right. He's a good corner man. He knows what to say to keep their heads up to not get discouraged. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like I know what that's about, you know, like – like I said, you know, when you do something wrong, you don't need a guy criticizing you, like, oh, I can't believe you missed that shot to your other teammate. You need a guy that's going to go, hey, don't worry about it. That's done with. Let's go. Let's step it up. Let's let's go from here. You know what I mean? And, right. uh you I know, do I agree with you. Like, I do agree with you. You know, so I just feel like uh, I, I know, I, I you know, I'm just going to try to do my best to keep everybody's minds positive. You know, I feel like, Sure. I feel like, uh, you know, that's my X factor, I guess you could say.
7: But um, I
3: think it's a good one.
0: Positivity, I think it's yeah. a good
3: one. And, and from the other players that I've spoken to, to this point, they're all kind of thinking the same thing. You know, that it's, a, it's got to be more of a unity. It's got to be more of a team. And you guys have got every opportunity, I think, to, to make it happen this time. You know. Right, and we all we
4: all want the same thing. We all like to play, we like to win, and we're all young and we're all hungry,
3: and, and you know, I think we're going
4: to do whatever we can to
3: prepare for it. Well, no, I think you, Dave and I, I think we, Dave, we've spoke about that before, haven't we, about the uh, eye of the tiger almost kind of scenario that is, you know, it's not just a, a job to show up and do. It's, right, it's hey, not, it's we not got another make, event on the schedule. Right. Right, we got a chance to make an name for ourselves, get some exposure right. and get a lot of experience and represent our country. I think that's a, a, it's, a it's a fabulous thing and, oh, and for you guys all to have the same mentality going into it. Yeah, I think, I oh. think it's giving you guys a leg up already.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, absolutely, I mean it's it's big to have that mentality.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the the biggest difference between, you know, five guys off the street and a team of guys that have their heads together, you know, is going to be that attitude that you'll either come in there with a positive attitude or you won't, you know, that's all it, it that's, it's, it's that clean cut or clear cut, I should say. Well,
3: yeah, and uh, you know, you're driving, Justin, right? Yeah, I'm driving.
4: I've been driving for about five or six hours already. I got another four to go. Where
3: are you heading? What's what's going on? Is there something going on? A special?
4: Oh, I'm just going to a tournament in uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. A uh, uh, nine ball tournament and a one pocket tournament. Okay, which one is that? Um, it's just uh, actually it's their first the first event they've had. It's uh a you know, 16 man invitational one pocket and then uh, a big nine ball tournament open tournament okay Ooh. so it, it should be fun starts tomorrow
0: keep your eyes open for the tornadoes man they've been getting beat up down there
4: yeah i i know i try to i try to stay away from all that but i live in florida so if it's not a tornado it's a hurricane
0: yeah exactly <laughs> Well, do you have anything else to add, uh, David? No, I just uh, want to wish you the best of luck. I hope that uh, everything goes well for everybody involved. Obviously, not everybody's going to make the cut, so we don't want anybody to have any hard feelings. Uh, that's not what these interviews are about. We just we want to give everybody a chance to be heard, and we want to give the opportunity to the public to get to know you guys better uh you know so they can stand behind you or they can push you out of the way one one way or the other but uh like i said i just want to wish you guys the best of luck and whatever the case happens we're going to be here um, you know cheerleading for you so uh do a good job
4: um hey uh i appreciate it and thanks for uh for the call and and doing the interview and uh I just want to give a quick shout out to your family at home
3: and everybody who supports us. Go Team USA! Yeah, absolutely. And, and listen, we, you know, we've asked you some questions that might sound a little bit like we're picking a little bit, but it's not about that. It's, it's about finding out more about you, you know, and okay. what your thoughts are. And I think you're gonna, you, you know, you'll be a great representative for Team USA. And uh I know that Mark and Luke uh listened to the Luke Richards some from Interim sports and Mark Wilson. I know they'll listen to the show and so I'm sure they're gonna be interested to what you have to say. And you and you sound it all in mind to me. So well. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, it was good. I I uh I appreciate it. All right. Well thank you very it was much fun. and Hopefully, what we can do is when you uh, make I've been saying this when you make the final five, um, we can get you back on and see how your perspective is at that point. How it's changed. What's what's going to be? A, is there any differences? So, um, well, thank you, Justin. I know you very well. I do, and I'll be seeing. Yeah,
4: hopefully, I talk to you then.
3: All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave Bond. And that will be it for this week on American Billiard Radio, the Legends and Champions Report, brought to you by Neil's Garage Cabinets of Mesa, Arizona. And until next week, good shooting.
5: Everybody, welcome to another edition of the Go Play Pool app featured room of the week right here on American Billiard Radio. Today I am talking to Craig Ware down at Rackham Billiards and Sports Bar in Aurora, Colorado. How are you doing, Craig?
6: I'm all right. yourself?
5: I'm good. Thank you. Uh, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about Rackham Billiards?
6: Uh, we are a full-size pool hall. We have 12 coin-off tables and 10 foot diamond full-size tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cater to the pool player. Uh, we also have a full-size bar and a kitchen. Awesome.
5: Uh, do you guys do any tournaments or leagues or anything out of there?
6: I have uh, two APA leagues. I have a Monday night league that we play on the nine Flips, and then I have an APA uh, Sunday day league that they play on the coin house. Mm-hmm. We've got ten teams on Sunday, and we've got approximately five to six. 17th on Monday. We're about to start our Monday league over here next, wow. not this week, but next week. So if anybody's interested, you can come on down, sign up, or give me a call here at uh, Rackham's. So I do a tournament every other Thursday on the nine foot tables. It's a nine ball tournament. Uh, it's a race to five, race to four, a uh, double elimination. And then on, that's on every other Thursday. And then on Fridays, every Friday, I have an eight ball on the uh, coin-op tables. The house matches the pot. It's a ten-dollar buy-in. The nine-foot is a fifteen-dollar buy-in, and house matches up to two hundred.
5: Nice. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. How, what uh, what kind of turnout do you get for? for you? I've been averaging about
6: twelve and twenty players on both.
5: Good. Good. Sounds like your your players are definitely benefiting off of that. house. cool. Cool. Cool.
6: Uh, any other, like, games or anything that you guys have in there? Um, we have, I think, three, four video games. Uh, Silver Streak it's a coin uh, quarter game. You drop and you try to win stuff by dropping the quarters. And then I have a Big Buck shootout. And then a boxing game. Plus, we have 19 TVs, 19 flat screens throughout the building. So you can always catch a game, a fight. Uh, we do, we do do the UFC fights, uh-huh. and free entry. We also do the uh, boxing matches and WWE wrestling.
5: Nice. You got it covered, huh? Well, we uh, you, men- <laughs> you mentioned that uh, you got a full bar and stuff. you guys serve food, too?
6: Yes, ma'am. We have a full menu. We serve from hot wings to nachos to pretzels to... Cheese sticks, anything that's really pretty much fried,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> the little pool room food yes, <laughs> yes <ma'am. laughs> uh what's what's your favorite item on your menu?
6: um our wings are is our hot commodity. Uh, we yeah. make a honey hot wing that is outstanding,
5: awesome. I have to uh one of these days I'm actually originally from Colorado, I was born and raised in Grand Junction, so Oh. One of these days I'll venture out there. I want to take uh I want to take my other half and go show right. some of the some of the great sites and stuff. Um yeah, do you guys uh do you guys notice that you get a lot of uh a lot of tourists or travelers coming through? Oh yes. Something?
6: Yes, yes. We get a lot of uh, players that come in from different different states uh states.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And um you know, they they come in and they enjoy themselves. They really like our nine-foot tables. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a table that is triple-shimmed, and we normally, the, the player players, play on that one.
5: Right. You know, if
6: we're a recreational player. We also have uh, tables for you guys, too.
5: Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Why don't you let everybody know where you're located and how they can get in touch with you guys?
6: Uh, we are located off of uh, Havana. 1919 South Havana is our address. We're located off of Havana and Jewel. we are just west of Havana on Jewel. um you will catch us on the northwest corner of the building all right
5: and uh how about and, your and phone you can number? always- con-
6: you can always contact me at uh three zero three seven five five seven six seven five and that is a Rackham's number
5: awesome. Well, guys, uh, you'll be able to find all that information on the GoPlayPool app. We're going to put up a limited profile for Rock and Billiards, and uh, you'll be able to contact them through that. And any room owners, if if you're interested in, in getting one of these interviews done, please get a hold of me, uh, MarianaGoPlayPool.com. We do them for free. And, uh, yeah, if if you're looking for a great way to advertise, The app is the way to go. You can showcase all of your tournaments and leagues and all of the other great things that your room has to offer for your customers. And you get the first 30 days free. So for sure, check that out. And uh, if you're a player and you're looking for a great place to play pool, make sure you download the Go Play Pool app. It is free. And uh, there's all sorts of great information on there. And for any member rooms that sign up you'll you'll get the, the complete profile of what they offer. So, Craig, um thanks for taking the time out of your day, letting us know about Rack and Billiards and
6: No problem, Mary I thank you for letting us uh uh you doing this for us, uh and getting our name out there and and getting players to know about Rack and Billiards.
5: Yes, it's our pleasure. You know, there there's great rooms throughout the country and yeah, I like I, I enjoy showcasing these on our on our segment because you know each each room has their own unique things about them and very glad that I got this opportunity. To. thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of the Go Play Pool app featured room of the week, and thanks for joining us here on American Billiard Radio.
7: everybody. Welcome to another segment of AZ Billiards on American Billiard Radio. I am very honored this week to be joined by the legend, the Black Widow, Jeanette Lee. How are you, Jeanette?
8: I'm very good. I'm glad to be on here.
7: Jeanette, you are a BCA Hall of Fame member, a WPBA Hall of Fame member. Um, You've won just about everything there is to win out there. Um, What... What what's left? I mean, what do you what what keeps you going in in pool these days?
8: You know, I'm I'm naturally a very competitive person, so whenever I play, I want to be able to play my best and and feel like I'm prepared going into every event. But I don't want the win any less than I did before. The difference is the time constraints. As you get older, you have more responsibility. You have more children. And so you have to do other things and, and learn how to balance all that. And I, I still haven't figured that out.
7: Well, you've got quite a bit that you're doing uh, lately.
8: I think for, for all of us, you know, when you've become a champion, you've done that for a while. You start to think, well, I start to think about what the value of that is. Uh, you know, you can you can win so much, but what have you done for your sport? And even though a lot of people can tell me that I've done a lot for the sport, I still feel like I could have proactively done more to get back to the sport. And it, it's been very hard because, again, between all my back surgeries and my children and my career, it's been tough. But something that's been on my mind for some time is I've met a lot of juniors, a lot of junior players that have great potential and great talent and skill. But I, I felt like us as as the pros have been very disconnected. I mean, the Billion Education Foundation has done, you know, a good job of of doing these charity events called Challenge of the Stars and using the pros when we're there to raise money for it. But in terms of um, really connecting with the juniors, you know, knowing who they are and helping motivate them and mentor them, I feel like that's been missing. And maybe we could have help with a lot of juniors that I feel like in their adulthood have maybe gone down a different path than what would have been their best choice. And so I created a summer camp and it's called the Black Widow Junior Camp. And I didn't even really want to put my name in there, but as a lot of people uh, that I had talked to said, it's best to keep your name in there because it helps with the credibility of the promotion of the camp. And I said, okay, great. Uh, and I've asked a lot of top pros. So I asked Alton Fisher and Kelly Fisher and Jasmine Ocean, Johnny Archer, Nick Barner. Uh, Thorsten I and mean, a lot of great players, and they all said, "I'm in." <clears throat> but of course, it's also based on their tournament schedule. Right. So, <clears throat> so this year, unfortunately, there's a World Team Tournament right on the same date as the Junior Camp, and that was actually the only weekend available because the other weekend, um, we the Juniors are having their Junior National Championships in July, and so I wanted to make sure that. were freed up to be able to do both. So we have it in the last week of July, July 29th 29th through the 31st, and you can find out more about it on BlackWidowFoundation.org. But it's a not-for-profit camp, and we're just inviting our pros and and great teachers like Jerry Brice and Mark Wilson to come and teach with me, and we're going to be teaching higher-level billiard classes, but more importantly we're really going to be teaching classes that help build their future like um, Career planning, how college relates to billiards, financial management, career planning, uh, self-marketing and promotion. But just getting these kids to understand that you know, for a real viable career, you can't just have one skill. You can't just be a great player. It's like just being a great chef doesn't mean that you're going to know how to run your own great restaurant. Or being a great artist knows what it takes to get in all the galleries. You have to have other skills. So hopefully we'll be able to teach these kids that.
7: I really have to applaud you in in putting something out there that involves more than just how to make a ball and how to get on the next ball.
8: Thank you. I think it's very important. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of parents that are trying to teach these kids that and other school teachers, but, you know, when you're obsessed with the sport, it's it's you want to hear it from your role model. Not, not that they're not role models, but you know what I mean, your heroes in the sport. So if I want to be a great basketball player, it would mean a lot to me to hear from, you know, Kobe or any of the other great stars that are current that, well, not even just current, but even before, but any great champion talking to me and telling me how important it is. It has a different impact.
7: And where exactly is the, the camp being held?
8: The camp is going to be in my hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana. Bradford Woods is a beautiful um, camp-like environment uh, that was owned by the IU alumni, and it's gorgeous wooded property. So there'll be cabins and bunk beds and different things like that, and they're going to be sleeping with Well, the girls with the girls and the boys with the boys. But, you know, we're going to be camping together and bonfires and uh, classes by day and mini mini tournaments and prizes and challenges and challenge the pro and things like that at night. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
7: You know, thinking back to previous conversations that we've had, this is something you've been working on for a while, isn't it?
8: Yes. I mean, I've been thinking about it probably since 2005, 2009. I actually sat down and was going to start doing it, and then I got I got ill, and then the years after that, I was having babies, 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 and <laughs> so we had Chloe, we had Savannah, and you know, again, struggling a little bit with um, some of my back pain issues and things like that. I recently got no, diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis AF and so that kind of has has put me down for a little bit, but. My spirit is high and I'm really excited about this camp. And if I can just get a handle on what my body is <laughs> doing,
7: I will be in great shape. You talk about having babies. How many kids are you? How many kids are in your family now? Now we have six.
6: Wow. So I
8: married into two of them who are 25 and 27, my daughters Morgan and Olivia. And then uh, we adopted my daughter Cheyenne from birth. And she is now almost 10 years old. And then we have my son, John, who we adopted at 14. And he is now 22 and gorgeous, wonderful. And then we have um, Chloe, who was born through a surrogate. And actually, we got pregnant with twins, but we ended up losing one um, at four months. And then we got a surprise, uh, Savannah. So after, I don't know. 16, 17 years of marriage, I got, oh no, actually about 15 years of marriage, I got pregnant with Savannah, which I'd gotten pregnant before and lost them, but this one actually made it all the way through, so she's the first and last one that I've carried myself.
7: Six kids and and you're still managing to, to compete and put together things like this Black Widow Junior Camp. I've got two kids, and I'm not sure I could do any anything even close to this
8: <laughs> you know the, the the good and bad thing about me is I really don't know what's too much I mean I'll just take on whatever I believe in and um, I really want my kids to know that parents are not just martyrs or slaves to, to cater after them but that they have their own independent spirits and desires and how important it is to keep your individuality and to um, continue to give back to your sport or your community. Um, and I think that that's really important. And I wanted to be, I wanted to live what I preach.
7: Well, I, I wish you all the luck with the, the camp. Um, Jeanette, I want to take a real short break. And then when we come back, maybe you can tell us about some of the opportunities that people are going to have to see you on TV here in the next month or so.
8: Okay, sounds great.
7: All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, talking to Jeanette Lee this week. Uh, Jeanette, I understand you're going to be on TV coming up here pretty soon again.
8: Yes, we have. Um, actually, shortly we'll have the. Um, a Black Widow Marathon, which ESPN has done for several times, and, and they said it was, you know, they thought it was time to do it again, and, you know, with pool not being as much on TV, I thought that it was really vital to do whatever you could to get as much pool on TV as possible. So we gathered up some shows, and we are putting on the Black Widow Marathon weekend, which is June, I believe it's the 6th and 7th, I wish I had a calendar in front of me, I should have been prepared. I think it is. But it's... Yeah, so on a Saturday, starts at 7 p.m., and it ends Sunday at 8 p.m. So that's 25 hours of straight Black Widow programming. So hope you don't get sick of me. It's been some of the best matches in my career and just kind of a celebration of 25-year competitive career and, um, you know, also celebrating my recent induction into the Hall of Fame. So that's where they came up with 25 hours programming for a 25-year career.
7: Nice. Did uh, did you get to work with them to choose which matches to show?
8: Yes. Yes, I did. So I think that I had come up with a bunch, and, and they had some others, and we kind of made a combination of things. But I know you can guess who won the matches that we've <laughs> shown.
7: <laughs> oh, I see.
8: I'm not an idiot.
7: <laughs> That's pretty no, amazing but. when you consider that you know a, a lot of players – on the WPBA, just dream of being on ESPN once. I mean, if you've got more than 25 hours of, of wins to to sift through, that's pretty good.
8: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think about it like that. We just kind of um, went through a lot of them. But yeah, thanks. I didn't think <laughs> that, that's true. But, um, you know, ESPN's been a great partner. You know, I've done commentary for them, not only in billiards, but in bowling and, um, the red carpet at the SD Awards and things so they've been a great supporter of mine
7: well they have it's it's a shame that that pool is not as strong on ESPN as it as it appeared to be in the past
8: right do you have um, do you have with you on you know I know you're, you're catching me as I'm heading to the airport but do you have the dates of the travel channel
7: I believe it's May 29th isn't it
8: Yes, okay, so May 29th on the Travel Channel, there is a show called Ace in the Game, or I'm sorry, it's called Game on America, and it's just teaching a little bit about what it takes to be an ace, so there's different pool tips and things like that, but it's a very cool show. I'm happy to have gotten the opportunity, and so that'll be airing on May 29th at what time?
7: That I don't know, but I'm sure that uh, viewers can find out by checking their cable guide or, or their TV guide. Did they still make TV guide? Yes, they do. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, real quick before I let you uh, motor off to the airport, Moscone Cup is on everybody's mind. Um who the players are going to be, how Team USA is going to fare. You have an interesting connection to uh, to the Moscone Cup with the fact that you go back so far with Mark Wilson, and then you also have a connection to his assistant captain, don't you?
8: Yes. Um, I actually love the Moscone Cup. I love the idea that he had us in the first one, and then he never invited women again, and I, I heard different rumors as to why, but it's really not for me to question his decision. It's his show, but I really hope that someday he'll consider having women again um, on the show. Mark Wilson is just the the perfect choice because he has so much pride and integrity, and you know he'll do a great job training them, and hopefully the American players will do exactly as he says because he will lead them in the right direction. And his assistant, Don Wardell, um, was a student of mine, somebody that I practice all the time. He became a great friend, and and you know, eventually became great friends with Mark. I think they're better friends than we are anymore. They they spend so much time together. But Don is a very intelligent, um, passionate, passionate guy when it comes to billiards, and um, I think he's a great asset for Mark to have. And I know he'll do anything Mark asks because he just loves Mark like the rest of us in this whole world
4: does.
7: All right, Jeanette. Well, I won't keep you any longer. Um, Real quick, May 29th on the Travel Channel, June 7th and 8th on ESPN Classic, and the Black Widow Junior Camp at blackwidowfoundation.org. Is that it?
8: Yes, and on May 20th at 10 p.m. It's called Game on America, and the series has already started, but um, it'll be... I think, every week at 10 p.m. So it's on the Travel Channel, May 20th, 10 p.m. And I would love you guys to stay in touch with me. For those of you that um, don't know how to reach out to me, I've got my website, com. But I I love Facebook. I have a Facebook fan page, which is just one word, Jeanette Lee, the Black Widow. And I'm reading all the posts and, and answering. So it's been a really kind of cool instant way for me to hear from my fans. Directly, So fans or friends or however, what, whatever you guys want to call me, I'd love to hear from you.
7: Fantastic. All right, Jeanette, I appreciate your time today.
8: Thank you. If you guys ever want me back, just give me a call. Talk to you later.
7: <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. A race
8: to nine, I'll spot you the seven. I'll give you my life if you give me to heaven. Balls till it brings out the sheen. Such a
2: long time to waste playing pool. Fourteen hours of being the fool. The lever creeped as the nine ball drops. Ending all hope
4: for a comeback pop. Fourteen hours of chalk up and play. Nothing to show except the light of day.